You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas, and y'all, my heart is so big and so full right now. Just like, if you know who I am, great. And if you don't, let me give you a little background. I um, have done, you know, I'm in the Broadway industry, but I was Miss California in the Miss World Organization in 2016. In 2013, um, I was Miss Fullerton in the Miss America Organization. And I started my pageant journey in 2009, 2010. And the first year that I discovered Miss America, that year I watched the pageant and I was so inspired because the woman who won looked like me. The most beautiful black woman who when she won, I looked at her picture for for so long. I'm like, oh my goodness, if she can do it, I can do it. Y'all, today my guest is that beautiful black woman from Virginia, Miss America 2010. Please help me welcome Caressa Cameron. Thank you. Oh, that was so incredibly sweet. I am so (laughs) happy to talk to you and so honored to meet you. This is so like... You look so beautiful. Good morning. How are you? I am good. I am doing very well. I cannot complain. Where are you right now? So I am in Fredericksburg, Virginia. It's a small town that is one hour south of D.C., one hour north of Richmond. And I am sitting in the hallway at my church. (laughs) Uh, Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So I wonder, like, uh, I know 2010 was 10 years ago. Does it yeah. come up a lot in your life or does it never come up? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Like that, that you were missing mm. out. So it, it comes up in the weirdest of times. Um, so for example, uh, two years ago, a friend of mine was pregnant and we took her to a drag brunch in Richmond as her baby shower. Cause naturally. Um, yeah. And one of the Queens were like walking down and they were like, Caressa Cameron. And I'm like, Clearly, of course, here. They, they would absolutely know. <laughs> I know who I am. <laughs> That's amazing. But, like, it doesn't, 
really like come up outside of like this town like everyone here knows me like when I'm at the Walmart or something so like I can't just go and look like a crazy person like normal people do when they go on Walmart because right? someone is bound to know me um but other than that um it's actually really fun when people don't know so like for example um I'm a worship leader here at my church and our campus pastor just found out like last week when he was in the barbershop and he was arguing with somebody about the fact that I was Miss American. He was like, no, she wasn't like, cause he didn't know. Um, so it's always really funny when people know me and they've known me for a while. And then they find that out as like a little random history fact. Um, it's actually really kind of cute. Uh- <laughs> that is so bomb. I'm like, oh, and by the way, and now the funny thing is girls like you and younger, um, reach out to me and they're like, oh, I watched you on your pageant, you know? And then like, I've had girls like, I want to do my Black History Month project on you. I'm like, I'm Black History now? I'm so old. Yes. Like, no, <laughs> I mean, no yes. I'm so old. But you are Black History. <laughs> and clap for that though, am I right? Um, and also, where is where is your crown? Is it in the attic? Is it on display? Is it in no, our, like, so right now I am in transition moving. Um, we're on contract on a house right now, so fingers crossed um, that we'll be moving at the end of the month. But normally um, it is inside of my travel case and I set it on a bookshelf um, next to like pageantry magazine and like some of the highlights. Naturally, the picture of me and Barack and Michelle um, are all like it's kind of it's nestled like in between those really important things. Um, so that's kind of where she lives. And then I take her out like for appearances and stuff like that, um, just because the little girls like to see it. And I like to kind of like hover it over their heads. And that's really cute. Um, and I recently got to use it for my little girl's newborn shoot. Um, I like put her inside of it. So that was really cool. I mean, she might not want to ever have anything to do with pageants, but at least I'll have that one photo from that one time. <laughs> that, congratulations, by the way. And I know I Thank introduced you. you as Carissa Cameron, but you're yeah. Carissa Jackson now. Yes, I have been married now, going on eight years tomorrow um, is our oh. anniversary. Um, so yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, and we've known each other for half our lives. <laughs> literally that is the dream I'm like what is that (laughs) you said we was your high school sweetheart did I read that somewhere so yes ish so like we knew each other and (laughs) I know right the story the story (laughs) so we knew each other in high school um but I was involved in drama, SCA, like all of the things that I thought were important to the school. Um, and he was an athlete um, and he was like the athlete, like all area player, like people like worshiped him. So like, I really couldn't stand him. Um, and I come to realize that I, it wasn't him that I didn't like. I didn't like the way other people treated him. So I didn't give him the opportunity kind of. Um, and so like we went on one date his senior year, um, but you know, like, he was an athlete. So he was a bit of a player. Like that's just the nature of the game. And God didn't die on the cross for me to play second fiddle to nobody. So I kind of just left, left that alone. <laughs> or let me tell you what we're not going to do. <laughs> and it was that. Um, so it was actually upon him going to college. Um, I, one of my random facts about myself is I really love mail that is not bills. Um, and so we were talking uh, via AIM one day and he was Aim. like, Yes, that's a throwback. Oh, she's old. Um, 
And he went to a military college and he was getting ready to go into this thing called the rat line where they're not allowed to have technology of any kind, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, do you mind if I write you? And I was like, actually, yes, I would love for you to write, for you to write me. Um, and so it kind of started off as we were pen pals. Um, and then as they say, the rest is history. And then, uh, you know, we definitely took it slow because I am a planner by nature. Um, and I had like timelines in my life. And like, I knew I did not want to be married before I was 25. I didn't want to have my first kid before I was 30. Like I had stuff that I wanted to do as me, the woman, um, and not me, the wife, me, the mom. Um, so he was patient enough um, to date me through all of that, through Miss America, the separation for a year, basically, which was like one of the toughest times we've ever had. Um, and then we got married 18 months after I came home. So, Wow. Yeah. That's so <laughs> sweet and so beautiful. I'm like, come on, pen pals. It's so old school. We love. Um, your hair right now. is so beautiful. And I've, I've never seen your natural, like your natural hair. Yeah. And so is it a twist out? Is it a wash and go? What this is definitely a twist out. I'm, I do not have wash and girl hair. That is not, <laughs> it's just not. Um, and it's really funny because I think people just assume I do because I'm light skinned. I guess it's like a trait, like wash and go is a thing, but not for me. Um, so I actually, what people don't know is I transitioned to being natural during my year of Miss America. Um, and not because I wanted to, but literally out of necessity. So, Why? you know, of course, when you go to pageants, you're perm, died, laid to the side, the whole nine. Um, and about four months into my reign, I was like, hey, I need to go home. I need to get my extensions redone. I need to get a touch up, like, you know, all the things. Um, and they were like, go home. Like, no, <laughs> like, you don't, you, don't, you don't get to go home. Like, that's not a thing. Um, wow. And so I was in, I remember it very distinctly, I was in Wenatchee, Washington, which is the Apple capital of the United States. Um, and they were like, why don't you just go to the hair cuttery? And I was like, Oh, you don't understand. Okay, see, I have a different set of needs than some of the other Miss Americas may have. Let me walk you through the process of what this hair is. Um, And they were basically like, that's not going to happen. And I'm like, okay, great. So I ended up in my hotel room taking out my extensions. um, And then I had to Google the closest wig shop. Um, And so for the remainder of the year, I had to wear wigs. And this is before wigs were popping. This is before wigs had invisible lace. This is when wigs to me still looked very wiggy. Um, And so I was not a fan of my appearance for the majority of my reign, um, just because I did not like the way the wigs looked and I was not educated enough on natural hair to do it myself. So my natural hair just kind of like remained in braids underneath these wigs. Um, And it wasn't until I was able to come back home after my reign, I went back to my hairstylist and she was like, hey, if you want to do this, we can do this. I can show you how, you know, to completely transition and how to actually do your own hair and the whole nine yards. Um, And that's when I became natural was literally as a result of my reign. Um, and now being natural is all the rage, which is freaking awesome. Yeah. Back then it wasn't. Um, and so I felt like I had to unfortunately assimilate. Um, and the best way to do that was to cover up the hair that was growing from my hair, um, from my head. Um, and so that's kind of how all of that <laughs> came about. What do you think? And I, and I'm like, and I'm, what do you think would have happened if you didn't? Where, where like this is back in 2010 like so 
I would have been crucified. I was already being crucified because of the fact that I was wearing the wigs. Oh. Um, and they were like, that's not her hair and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Like, I just like, at one point, I just literally felt like I could not win. Um, and, you know, I remember like, I remember even now, like competing with a girl when I was in Virginia, um, who was one of the most beautiful dancers I ever knew. Um, her name's Christina, um, but she had dreads. And I know that the reason she never broke top 10 was not because she wasn't talented, wasn't because she wasn't articulate, it was her hair. Like, I know it was her hair. Like, there's no other reason for for that not to, you know, for that not to have happened for her. Um, so knowing what I know now, um, I think I probably would have, I should have taken a chance on myself um, and just unveiled. Because what were you going to do? You weren't going to dethrone me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. When you're 20, 21 years old, you don't really know that, you know, like um, I've always been a bit of a spitfire, but I wasn't that much of a spitfire yet. Um, And I think it's also because I didn't quite know what I was doing yet. I think if I had known how to do this then, oh, you would have got this all day. But like, I didn't know how. And so I'm so thankful now, you know, like girls like Deshana are coming out and they're just like taking it off, like gotta do it. Um, And so- I'm a big fan of the natural wave. <laughs> so, okay. so I agree with you. And so I, um, I talked to Chesley Christ, who was Miss USA 2019. And that's like yeah. Miss USA, you know, Miss USA is different. For those of you who are listening, Miss USA is different than Miss America. Much different. <laughs> like, seriously. Do you think, and she wore her natural hair at Miss USA. Do you think Miss America is yeah. ready for a natural hair queen? No, I'm just going to keep it a buck. Um, I (laughs) like in in theory, we say we are, um, but we have a lot to prove in terms of the proof being in the pudding. Um, And so, like, for example, Nia, who just gave up her title, she's natural, um, but she didn't start rocking her natural until after the rain. Um, and I think it's the same yeah. thing. Like, I just don't think they're ready to embrace that. Um, and not so much because they don't want to. I think the fault is in like the ability to market it in the branding in the, and <laughs> so I, I say this with, with the utmost love, hate relationship. Um, it's because we are a nonprofit organization, there are things that we have not been willing to spend the money on. And as a result of being fiscally responsible, which is great, um, we've sacrificed marketing. We've sacrificed some of the acumen, I think, that we need to be progressive in pageantry. Um, And I think if we were willing to spend the money to hire the people who could market a natural Miss America or whatever, um, we would be all the better for it. But I think right now we are a creature of habit. Um, and we are a creature of just not wanting to spend the money. And so I think sometimes, you know, it's, it's great because we have the scholarship money to give the girls. But at the same time, it's like, but how much more could we have if we were doing this side of the job better? You know, um, but that's tea for another time. I just like <laughs> listening to you and all of the things and even seeing your past interviews and seeing you when you speak, Carissa, you're so well-spoken. You're so classy. You're so grounded, all of the things. And I know you're welcome. And, and, and it's, and it's so true. And I know that when you have like a state title, especially I can imagine a national title, you are given training to get to even the next level on so many. Yeah. Um, 
But what about before you were Miss Virginia in 2009? Where did you learn that grace and have that class? Where did that come from? Um, gosh. So my mom sent me to like almost like a mock kind of style finishing school when I was really young. Um, And that's because my mom is from like a really small country town in Virginia. Um, And I think it was more of her like wanting me to know and have the things that she never had. Um, And my mom is one of those people who's like never going to pretend like she knows something she doesn't know. Um, She believes in the fact that you get what you pay for. So she was going to send me where she thought I needed to be to get to where obviously she had the foresight of seeing that I had the potential to go. Um, And so like I'm uber thankful for that because like who would even know to like put that kind of investment in their child. Um, But she did. Um, And so I did that. And so that's kind of like where my love of like etiquette came from and like so I'm still one of those people who like I love to send thank you cards and like I do all of those I like came from I think it was you know that the course of the three summers that I spent um in those etiquette programs I think is kind of where it all where it all started then the belief she always said um that it is a poverty mindset to believe that nice things are not for black people so for example I know that as a culture we tend to assign things like white people do that or black people do that like that like we we just put things you know like like english for example english is not just for white people so i'm sorry that sometimes i'm going to speak like now mind you i can code switch with the best of them right okay wow at certain wow. times call for certain measures and i don't need to be ridiculed by my own community for choosing higher or choosing different or cho- you know um and so she always was very you know she always wanted to grill that into us that like you can have nice things and you can be educated and you can all of these things. And that's not just for white people. Like (laughs) it's for you too. We'll be right back right after the break. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you first started, um, your story is literally the only reason I competed for the fourth time in Virginia, a story very similar to yours. Um, There was a little girl named Reagan Jackson who was in the Miss Virginia Princess program. And I remember my third time competing, I was first runner up. um, And I really just didn't understand, like sometimes there's just those times where you leave it all on the floor and you don't really feel like you could have done anything better. And there, no one can give you feedback, not even the judges are like, oh, you were great. You were perfect. You're whatever. It's like, well, the cards didn't say that. Um, and so I was just feeling really defeated at that point, um, almost to the point that I was thinking about um, 
competing somewhere else because we did have property in other states. Um, and I could absolutely do residency, like whatever. And I was like, I'm getting out of here. Like my first thought was like, I'm going to DC. Like we have an apartment up there. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Um, and so it was getting ready to go to the afterglow party. Um, the little girl comes up to me in the hallway um, and she says, if you can't win, I'll never win. And I was like, great. <laughs> and it was in that moment that I knew what I was doing was so much bigger than me. Um, and even if I'd never won, I wasn't going to let her see that they drove me out of there. I wasn't going to quit. So I would have competed all seven years of my eligibility and been first runner up every single time just to show her that you don't stop just because you think that they're not going to give you what you deserve. Um, and so luckily, <laughs> um, the fourth time, it, the clouds were opened for me and God shined on me and it was my turn. Um, and so, you know, just to hear you say that again, uh, makes me know that it wasn't just her, it was you and other girls who look like you. And so I'm just thankful for the opportunity and that God chose me to be that to someone else. Um, so yeah. that made it all yeah. worth it. Absolutely. That is so powerful. That little girl, I'm like, that little girl, do you know how powerful you are? <laughs> if you don't win, I will never win. That gave me actual chills. Why did you start competing in the first place? Was it, did your mom want you to do it? Did you want to do it? Like, where did that come from? So it was like, it was a little combo. So like, um, my very first competition was at the Fredericksburg fair. Um, and that was just because we were walking in the mall and I saw that like the prizes was like free funnel cake and passes for all your friends. And I'm like, absolutely. That sounds exactly like the prize I want. Um, and so like, I was really green at that point. So like I used lipstick as like my rouge and my eyeshadow and my lipstick. Like that's how green I was at, at a fresh 15. Um, and I met a lady there who was actually part of the USA competitions. And she was like, you should compete for Miss Virginia Teen USA. And I was like, okay, whatever. We'll throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Um, and so I competed. I was second runner up. Um, but Miss USA pageant is expensive. And what I did not have was $900 a, a pop. <laughs> and that was just the entry fee. I haven't even bought the dress yet, like done the things, whatever. Um, so I was like, yeah, we might need to reevaluate this whole pageantry thing. This is a real expensive port. Like, I, that's just not what I want to do. Um, and so we saw a ad, I think it was, for the Miss Arlington pageant. And so we went to just watch that summer. Um, and it was the summer that I had graduated high school. And I literally just went to watch just because at that point we were getting our feet wet. And so we just liked to go like we were we, we became fans, basically, of pageant. Um, and I remember watching the competition and one girl came out and sang. And I remember writing on my mom's program because she was sitting beside me. And that's the only way you can talk during a pageant is walk, writing on programs. Um, and I wrote on her program, I think I can do this. And she responded, yeah, me too. Um, and so, <laughs> strangely enough, everything comes full circle. Four years later is the year I ended up competing for Miss Arlington. I won Miss Arlington, and then I went to Miss Virginia and won Miss Virginia. So, like, it's just, it's so interesting. Um, and my my mom did put me in one pageant, like, when I was a child child, um, but she did not like child pageants. So she took me up out of that very, very fast. Um, I think I was seven, and again... I'm not going to call it ironic. It's not ironic. It's God. It's just what he does. Um, that competition was called Someday in Miss America. And I won that pageant. 
and it was in 1994. Whoa. Like, <laughs> come on, prophecy. I still have that's that awesome. trophy, like, because I was like, that's the first one I won, and it was like the precursor to to the rest of my life. So, Whoa. yeah. Do you ever go back, like, since Miss America? Obviously, we're in a pandemic right now, but do you ever go back to? Miss America pageants as a guest? Yes. Um, so we as forevers is what they call us. I guess they don't want to call us formers or has-beens anymore. Um, <laughs> we do go back. We go back as guests and we kind of get together like as a mini reunion for us. Um, so prayerfully this year we'll be, we'll be out of the pandemic because this is the 100th anniversary. Um, so the likelihood of us having probably like the most living Miss America's ever will be at a competition will probably be this year. Um, so we do go back. Um, I don't go back every year, I'll be honest. Um, but I try to make it back like every two or three years at least. Um, and then of course for the big anniversaries. Okay. Last pageant question. I'm sorry. I can well, you're fine. You're fine. This is another podcast. Um, when you finish competing, cause I, and I have a friend too, her name's Shantao. We love pageants. Like it is, it is Fun. Yeah. When you have won yeah. the national pageant, yeah. does the itch go away to stop competing? Did you, were you good? Like, were you like, I did it. I got it out of my system. Or did you want to compete again? Hmm. So I am a firm believer in quitting while you're ahead. Um, okay. But that doesn't mean that the itch isn't there. Like every now and then when I see a girl like walking, I'm like, oh, I remember that feeling. And you just, you just want to do it. Um but you never want to be like the Miss America who went and competed for like Miss World and lost or something, right? Because like, that's embarrassing. So it's kind of like, yeah. hang up the heels while they're still hot, <laughs> bow out gracefully. <laughs> and just, but I have said for like, like a good fundraising idea um, would be to have like some kind of national level, like almost exhibition pageant for previous national title holders, like just as like a fundraiser. So like, even if you're like Miss Elite pageantry of the, what, like whatever, but like you're competing against other Miss USAs or other Miss Worlds or other Miss Earth or other, like, I think that could be really cool because we're all kind of on the same caliber. So like losing in an exhibition like that, I don't think anyone would be upset, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and it would be for a good cause or whatever. Um, but I've never like picked up that idea and ran with it, but now I've set it out in the universe. So somebody else might do it. And if you do it, I want 5%. Um, but other than that, (laughs) (laughs) I just think that could be really cool. I think that's a fantastic (laughs) idea. And I'm so glad that you said that because I'm like, yeah, what do you do? What would I do? I'm like, I would want to still do it, but quit while you're ahead. That's great advice. Um, (laughs) so I noticed like, and you kind of touched on this, how you started transitioning during your year. Uh, mm-hmm. And what about after that? Did you did you like to still wear wigs? Did you still straighten? I kind of want to hear a little bit about like your whole hair journey, yeah. whether it's before and after. So I, I did blowouts for the first year because I, did, I was too scared to big chop. Um, so the easiest way was to do blowouts and like continuously trim my ends until it was all out because I was at that point chopping out perm and color. Um, so it took a full year to like completely get it all out. Um, I didn't start re wearing wigs until maybe a year ago when the wigs got good. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause they weren't good. Like the only person who had a good wig, like until a couple of years ago was Beyonce. Like she was holding all the secrets to the good. And I'm Whitney. But like now, 
<laughs> exactly. Right. Um, so I like, I, and I only do that now, um, mainly in the summer. Um, if I'm going somewhere that I'm going to be outside hot, humid, and I don't know what my hair is going to do, like, I just don't want to take a chance, then I will, you know, throw a wig on. Um, but other than that, it's mainly twist outs. Um, I do protective styles like the one you're wearing now. Um, I super love my faux locks. Um, I told my husband the other day, um, if my daughter ends up having hair like mine, I likely will lock in real life. Um, just because I don't know if I have the capacity to do her hair and my hair. Um, and my son is already locked. Um, so we'll just be, you know, a family of, <laughs> of locked up. Educate for those who are listening and even for me as well. Cause I've never really, I've never done locks and I see them. I'm like, Oh, fear. faux locks and lock lock. Like, so for faux locks, you can take them out without cutting off your hair. Correct. Okay. Correct. How do you put them in? Lock locks would, would be a full on commitment. Like they would be my hair. I would not be, you can't comb those out. You can't wash those out. Like it would literally be like, in order to get them out, I would have to shave my head. Um, so it would be definitely a commitment. Um, but I liked the way I looked in the faux locks. So I think I would probably like lock locks. Like, I don't think, you know, the, the only thing with locks is you're making a commitment to that hairstyle um, right. and, it, and they're hard to put under a wig. So if you want to wear like a silky straight that day, like that's a lot of hair to tuck underneath or something. So you kind of just got to commit to it and commit to the look. Um, but I don't think I would have an issue with it. I really don't. That's so bomb. <laughs> and for lock, uh, for faux locks, you can, how do you, what is that process? Is it cornrows and then you do it or is it singles and then you put it in? So, so I do a combination of both. So on the inside, I do the cornrows with the crochet locks and then on the outside, just for a more natural look so that I can pull it up. I do the individuals around the perimeter. And so then I can do a ponytail without it looking like fake or oh, something. Hey, so. all right. So this is exciting. This is my first time doing this hairstyle. And I, yes. and I didn't know what I was doing. And so I have all cornrows. So it looks fake, fake around the sides. I know I have my head. Right, right, right. Yeah. You no, know? do the perimeters and individual. Yeah. Okay. And okay. you'll be. Okay. You'll be set. This is exciting. <laughs> okay. We're going to do singles around the perimeter and then cornrows yes. in the middle so that we can do Correct. half up, half down. We can do yep. ponytail, bun, all the things. Like literally my cornrows yep. are like in a little bun in the back. and they All the way to the back. Ghetto AF. I'm like, I didn't know what else to do with them. Right. Well, they look great from here. Thanks, so. girl. <laughs> okay. What, do you, what products are you using? Because it looks, it looks uh, moisturized. It looks Thank you. So I am in a little bit of a, I have a cocktail of things going on with me. Um, so I am using um, Miel as my twisting gel. Or they have like a, a, a Miel has like a, a twisting serum, I guess is what it's called. Um, so it's M-E-I-L-L-E. -L -L -E. It's in the pink container. Yeah, um, okay. Hold on, let me make sure I spell that right. Yeah, so M-I-E-L-L-E -L -L -E Organics, um, and they have a twisting serum that I really, really like. Um, and then I recently, a friend of mine gifted me um, a product by Monate, um, which is one of those like direct order companies. Um, I'm not selling it. I'm not one of those MLM people. They have a super nourish mask that I am living for right now. Um, and so it's a super moisture mask is what it's called. And then they have... Um, what, an oil called rejuvenique oil that I really, really love. Um, and so she'll never get me to sell it, but she'll have a customer for life. Um, <laughs> nice. I'm like writing it down. So that's been, that's been really great. 
Um, and then like when I do retwist at night, like I just do a combo of like olive oil, aloe juice, and actual um, bottled water is inside of a spray bottle. Um, and I retwist, I spritz it down and then put my my hat on. Um, but I don't retwist every night because that was a mistake I made when I first started. Um, and I realized that like detangling and retwisting every night, I was like pulling out so much hair. Um, so I do the pineapple, half of my hair, pineapple at the top and the other half and like a loose scrunchie in the back. And then I put it cause I, one pineapple wasn't working for me, so I cut it in half and that's, that's a better system for me. Okay. So yeah, I can do that for about four days, five days before I need to refresh and retwist. Nice. Do you have a um, leave-in conditioner that you like? Um, I also use a Miel conditioner. Okay. Um, they have, um, so, oh, the other thing is I do not shampoo my hair. Oh. Um, I only use co-wash. Oh. I only use a co-wash because shampoos, like, really, really strip the moisture from out of your hair. Yeah. Um, and for us as African-American people, we need almost as all the moisture we can get, really, um, and so, and I also don't like my hair to feel heavy and oils tend to make your hair feel heavy. And if you use too many creams that can make your hair feel heavy. Um, so I actually use a co-wash and which is basically conditioning wash. Um, and Miel has a detangling co-wash you and that's what I use too. Yeah. Like that is like your go-to. That's my go-to. That's my, and, and mind you, this is after like thousands of dollars in products. Like I've tried as I am, like that didn't work for me. Main and tail wasn't the jam for me. I do every different things work for different people. Yeah. Um, but this is the one that worked for me. Carol's daughter didn't do it for me, wow. neither did Shay Moore. Like and and I and I was following people and watching their YouTubes and I would go out and buy the entire right. thing. Right. Right. Then it wasn't it. And I was like, come on. So like I have a graveyard of products. <laughs> and so but what I do with that graveyard of products, and if all of my sisters out there who have your graveyard of products, um, when you meet someone who is transitioning. Do them a favor. Don't make them pay hundreds of dollars for the same mistakes that you made. Give them some of your graveyard products. Let them try those first. And if they work for them, then they can go buy them. And if they don't, then they made the same mistake you made. But at least somebody else used that $15 bottle of shampoo. And you don't feel bad (laughs) that it's just sitting there. So do a friend a favor. My gosh, that is such good. That's such good advice. Um, (laughs) I I don't know exactly what your situation is during this pandemic, but have you had like a go-to like pandemic hairstyle if your routine has changed? So my go-to hand pandemic hairstyle is really, I've just been leaving my two strand twist in. Like I just haven't bothered (laughs) to take, because it's like, why? Um, But I invested in a ton um, of like those top knot hats so like it looks like it's like the scarves, but they have like the really cute top knot. We'll be right back right after the break. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at Chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, okay, I'm going to let you go soon. And But before I do, I want to ask you a little bit about, first of all, this is the cutest freaking name. 
caressed by design. Did I say it right? Yeah. So it's a play on my name. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So I um, launched officially for for going on four years now. Um, So my background upon coming off of the road, um, my degree is in public relations. um, And I had, you know, my specialty has always been logistics. And so for a while, um, after getting married, I was commuting to D.C., Um, And I was doing logistical management for a couple of companies for their um, golf tournaments and their galas and, you know, anything that required logistics, conferences, you name it. Um, And then my friends were getting married. And because I was the most organized person among them, I naturally became heads bridesmaid. And so I was gone a lot. And my husband was like, I feel like you need to start monetizing your time. And I'm like, you're one to talk because he's like king, coach, mentor, do all the things for $2. And I'm like, and now you're telling me that I need to go monetize my time. Um, And so it really was out of wanting to change my lifestyle when I got pregnant with my son. I didn't want to be commuting over an hour away from where he would potentially be going to school or in daycare because if something were to happen, like I just, I wanted to be closer. Um, And so I, you know, went to my husband and I was like, okay, listen, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to start this business. And he was like, you know, I'm a teacher, right? And I was like, yeah, but <laughs> we'll be right. it's teacher, fine. Right? <laughs> I was like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So sweet and so accommodating. And he's like, okay, well, if you think we can do it, I'll hold you down. And I'm like, thanks, boo. Um, and so I just, wow. I stepped out and my very first year, um, I had 12 weddings, which is huge because um, no one like your first year, weddings, um, which to me didn't seem like a lot because I was like, because wedding season at that point, um, like starts in April and it ends around October. So for me, I was like, oh, it's only two a month. And like, I wanted to be busy every month, like every weekend. Like I like that to me, that was what a thriving business looked like. Um, and then it was realizing that I needed to work smarter and not harder. Um, I needed to not, I didn't need four rides a month to do what I wanted to do. I just needed to have two of the right ride a month. Um, And there's a lot of lessons you learn early, you know, in your business. And for me, it was identifying who was the right type of client for me. Um, And it was a lot of hot, sweaty barn weddings before I realized that that was not my ride. Like, I don't want to be at your barn with no air conditioning. Like, that's not, I know, I don't want your burlap. I don't, I don't know. I just don't want to. Um, I was like, ballroom brides. I want a ballroom bride. <laughs> like, those are my girls. Um, and so, you know, you strategize, you remarket, you do all of that. Um, of course, this year has been very different because I feel like I have planned most of my bride's weddings twice um, because they've had to postpone due to the pandemic. Oh, so we have bumped everything to 2021, but a lot of them still had their really COVID cute weddings where it was just them and their husband and their parents. Um, and so I feel like, you know, we've done everything twice. We've planned your original wedding, we've planned your new wedding, and then we had your little elopement as well. Um, but we're just yeah. excited for, you know, 2021 and what's coming. Question for yeah. you. So when you're first starting out four years ago, were you able to like, did you have the confidence to charge what you thought you mm-mm, were worth? Like, I was, oh, I was yeah. A, severely undercharging, and B, I was taking anything that would come because I was afraid to not have income, right? Um, instead of realizing that 
I had the education background to do this. I had just the regular experience to do this. I had the connections to do this. Um, So there was no reason that I should have been offering discounts on my services, like for any reason. Um, So year two is when I recognize that. And what that does do um, at the same time, though, it is very scary. Um, it prices you out again to the right client, right? Because what I noticed was the brides that I gave the biggest discounts to were the biggest pains in my tail. It was like the people who paid me $2.09 got on my nerves, but it was the people who paid me what I was worth, who trusted my expertise, who did not try to micromanage me and what I was doing. Like they trusted me as the professional to do what I was supposed to do. Um, And so I realized that in raising my prices and and charging what I was worth and sometimes adding tax, um, I was getting the people that I was supposed to have, you know, Um, and that made all the difference for me. And um, even last year, was last year was the very last year because I I so I enjoy because I know that weddings are expensive because my wedding was expensive and my husband still to this day tells me everything we could have done with that money and I'm like bro eight years and it is spent but he still tells me to this day all the things and I'm just like bro because for him like there's one thing I will tell people do not go into debt to have your wedding if you cannot afford to pay for it out of funds that are within your bank don't be charging stuff on your credit cards because you have to be married the day after your wedding. And I think that's what people tend to forget. Um, And so for us, this was like legit real money. And he was like, no, this was money in the bank we spent. Like, (laughs) it was not imaginary money. It wasn't phantom money. Like, we could have did things. Um, I try or I have tried in the past um, every now and then certain times a year, like just offer some kind of like first four brides who book after engagement season with be like in December, we'll get like some kind of bonus. And that might be like an upgrade in the package or like some kind of, you know, wow, whatever. Um, And then I went to a seminar last year um, and it reiterated why I increased my prices. And it was like, why are you giving discounts on your serve on your prices if you're not giving a discounted service? And so it's like, if I'm not giving you less than in service, then why am I accepting less than monetarily for the exact same service. It'd be different if you were a product. I'm not a product. I'm a person. Um, And these are man hours. These are staff that other people that I am paying um, and not, you know, these are my babysitting hours. It's time away from my family. Like, and they don't get discounts. So I can't be just, you know, giving out discounts. This is so exciting. Are all the weddings that you You plan in Virginia? I'm really asking, like, if I get married and you're my wedding planner, do I need to come to Virginia? No, no, they are not. We travel, we travel any and everywhere. Um, And yeah, so um, the furthest wedding we did last year was in West Virginia. um, And we were about to do a wedding in Puerto Rico and then COVID hit. So, Um, but yes, we, we absolutely travel because a lot of, you know, my brides, either I have met through different phases of life or they were bridesmaid at a wedding that I planned, but they weren't from there. And then when they met me, they're like, when I get married, girl, you got to be my wedding planner. And so off to Philly, I go or, you know, wherever. So, yeah, we absolutely check. Not yet. I have not yet. But I do have a bride who currently lives in New York City who is getting married in Virginia. So I have I have long distance relationships with my brides all over the place. Um, but yes, I I hope yeah, to. I mean, so, honey, when I find me a boyfriend, I might call you up. <laughs> I'm like this most single person. So, one of my other favorite things to do on the low, um, and it's not really on the low, but it's just not one of the services that I 
like advertise, but a lot of guys know that I do it is I do plan engagements. Um, so let your boyfriend know who I am so that he does it right and doesn't mess it up. Um, so you can you can fumble the bag on an engagement so we try to like make it an experience so like the last one I got to do which was really incredibly special was for my best friend um so like we did this entire thing where like we hung pictures from balloons and we got her favorite desserts and there were rose petals everywhere and like special songs playing and we set up the reservation for uh where they went to dinner and like the whole nine yards so that by the time because grooms can tend to either they 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 have a tell, like they can be really yeah. nervous and then they can give it away or whatever. Um, or they don't handle all the details quite right. And there's just certain things they don't think of. Um, and so for example, like that entire day, like I was texting um, my best friend's boyfriend and I was like, so where exactly is the ring and how do you plan to do that piece? Because if we have all the rest of it set up, how is that? Be? He's like, oh, is no. it a duffel bag? <laughs> no, sir. Because that's not going to work. Because as soon as she walks into the experience, she's So you better have it out of the duffel bag. And if you don't have right. to be it at the ready. So without yeah. us, he would have done that wrong. So luckily me and my secret elves were able to go in, retrieve the ring from the duffel bag, have it set out with it, like, you know, just do the whole thing so that it's right. Men. So Okay, one yeah. last question and I'm going to let you go. I'm like so, I'm like, oh, Caressa, you're so wonderful and so beautiful. I cannot stop looking at you on this camera. I'm like, how lucky am I that I've got this recorded? I'm like, yes, Salisha, this is for your podcast. But I'm like, but really, this is for me. I'm... <laughs> Um, how does a former beauty queen, in sp specifically a former Miss America, pick her own wedding dress? Oh my God, I'm so glad you asked this question. It's kind of my favorite story. So um, I got to go on one of my favorite shows, which was Say Yes to the Dress, but that's a whole nother like thing. But you can, you can Google that experience. But anyway, I had in my mind exactly what I wanted to wear, right? I wanted this form-fitting old Hollywood. I wanted like the pillbox hat with the little, like I just like, I knew exactly how I wanted to look. I wanted to yes. be like Jessica Rabbit on crack. Like that was my plan. Um, and one of the biggest pieces of advice, pieces of advice that I give my brides now um, is ask the man that you're about to marry what he envisions his wife looking like walking down the aisle. Because we forget that though everybody is looking at us, we are marrying him. Right. Um, and so potentially looking like they would want you to look, we could kind of take that into consideration, not saying the entire look has to be that. But I think it's worth adding, like, what did you like when you pictured your wedding day? What did you picture? Um, and asking my fiance through my entire plan for a loop. Right. Um, and he was like, well, I've always envisioned lifting up a veil to kiss the bride. Um, but at that point, a full cathedral length pullover veil was not in my plan. And I'm like, God. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll appease him by still doing the pill book, pillbox hat, but I'll do the blusher. And the blusher is the thing that goes completely over your hat. Um, and so I went and tried on dresses, tried on dresses, tried on everything that I thought that I wanted. Um, and I was not getting the bride feeling like that feeling that they say that you're supposed to get when you, you know, do the thing. Um, and so I will never forget they Lori, because I was I went to bridals by Lori in Atlanta. Um, she was like, why don't you try on this? And I remember walking in the shop and said, I don't want lace. I don't want a ball gown. I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. like I had this whole list of what I did not want. 
And she said, why don't you try on this lace drop waist ball gown? I was like, absolutely not. It's not what I want. Tried it on, cried like a baby. And I'm like, okay, well, this is the one. And then she pulls out the big, long cathedral length veil and the thing. And I'm like, this is exactly what I Like, so just like, just go. I still ended up having like my cute little sex pot dress for the reception, but like walking down the aisle, I wore something that was more aligned to the vision that my husband A wanted and B, I didn't know that I wanted until I tried it on. So I will say as a pageant girl, go in with an open mind um, and you may have what you think in your head might look good on you because of what you're used to wearing or what you thought your silhouette was. Um, but you might not get that bride feeling or get the same pageant feeling that you've always got. So you may need to go in a completely different direction. Um, and you also may need to consider what the groom might want to see. And oh, <laughs> that, should, that, should that is so fabulous. Caressa Cameron, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for I'm, having me. It's I'm, been so fun. I've had fun too. I've had fun too. I am so honored and oh, you are the queen of queens. So <laughs> truly, thank you so much, girl. This episode felt really special to me because Carissa Cameron, who is now Carissa Cameron Jackson, was my favorite Miss America, Miss America 2010. That is the moment that sparked pageants for me for all of it. And so it was such an honor to sit down with her for this episode. Oh my goodness, my heart was just such a flutter. Please follow her on Instagram at Carissa Cameron Jackson. And she spells Caressa, C-A-R-E-S-S-A, Cameron Jackson. I love you, girl. You the bomb. You the bomb. I'm going to let you design my wedding, honey. Uh, Shout out to the Broadway Podcast Network. Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for... What is it called, Colin? Editing this episode. You really keep me in check. And shout out to all of y'all for listening and supporting and for sharing if you haven't already rate this podcast leave a review support us on patreon and continue to spread the word you guys my heart is so full oh thanks for listening to black hair in the big leagues i'm your host salisha thomas Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.